0: The following has been a Shirt Off Your Back production, ShirtOffYourBackAZ.com. Hello and welcome to the Shirt Off Your Back podcast where we are always losing weight. This is episode 16, America Needs to Lose Weight. Episode 16, America Needs to Lose Weight. So I was recently having a chat with a, a friend, uh, colleague, and was talking about the differences in what we do for a living. Um, as far as coaching, as far as weight loss, um, I I do you know a little bit of work with some young adults. Um, as far as setting like career goals, health and wellness goals, education goals, but primarily my nine to five is in weight loss, and. I came to this realization that there's a difference between saying I work in weight loss and saying I work in fat loss. And I know I work in fat loss that might have a little bit of a harsher tone, uh, maybe a little bit more of a negative, more negative connotation, but it's more accurate, right? I don't technically work in weight loss because muscle has weight, right? Um, hair has weight bodily fluids have weight so I don't necessarily work in weight loss I work in fat loss and a lot of times when I am helping people lose fat they're also building muscle at the same time you know they're hitting the gym they're walking more they're exerc- exercising more so they're building some muscle too and muscle is weight and one of the things I hear a lot one of the the weight loss myths that I hear a lot is uh, muscle weighs more than fat and that is inaccurate and it's very frustrating when i hear people say that especially people that work in my industry it's not that muscle weighs more than fat and and i should clarify there's not a lot of people that work in my industry that says that that say that but there are some fairly intelligent people that i have heard say it and i'll ask them how much does a pound of muscle weigh and they'll say well a pound and then i'll ask them how much does a pound of fat weigh and they'll say a pound I'm like, okay, so they weigh the same. The difference between a pound of muscle and a pound of fat, muscle is more dense. So a pound of muscle is smaller in volume than a pound of fat. A pound of fat takes up more room on your body. So this episode's called America Needs to Lose Weight. Maybe it's it should be called America Needs to Lose Fat. But here's the reason I'm keeping it weight. Here's the reason I'm keeping the title America Needs to Lose Weight. Americans could stand to eat less junk food and more whole foods, and similarly, we could stand to consume a lot less media. And I don't necessarily mean I'm going to choose my words carefully, I think, but I don't necessarily mean less social media. I mean less corporate media. And there's a difference between mainstream media and corporate media, right? Mainstream media isn't mainstream. Mainstream media that we think of, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, that's corporate media. Mainstream media is, is you and I, is the websites we go on and communicate with one another. Mainstream media is me interacting with people on Twitter and on Instagram, and helping people um, through those avenues, helping people through text, producing this podcast. That's mainstream. We're the mainstream, right? not CNN, not MSNBC, not Fox News, they're corporate media, they're not mainstream. Make that distinction and life becomes a lot easier, right? You tend to take what these major news outlets are saying with more of a a grain or two or maybe even a a shaker of salt um, because they lie all the time. But here's the thing. Americans could stand to eat less junk food and more whole foods similarly we could stand to consume a lot less media right so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump back and forth between weight loss and the media here but but it'll kind of tie in together at the end so body mass index BMI is your weight divided by your height squared roughly and it's an indicator of health but not the indicator of health. Um, a lot of people, will swear by BMI. A lot of people will say BMI means nothing. At the very least, BMI gives people in fitness and weight loss and gives you, if you're trying to lose some weight, a basic metric from which to gauge progress, right? So a normal BMI is somewhere about 18 to 24. Anything over a 24, you're going to be considered overweight or obese. Anything under 18, you're going to be considered underweight. Um, so America n- really needs to lose weight, but this isn't about Weight loss per se. So think about junk food, news media, corporate media, is junk food for your brain. And it's interesting to me that people went so hard after companies like Monsanto, right? Those companies that oh they're putting all these chemicals in our food and uh, they're make you know all this junk food it's addictive and it's making us unhealthy. Fair enough, go after Monsanto. But a lot of those same people would largely leave CNN. And Fox News and MSNBC alone, right? They're they're a trusted name in news, and I'm like, what's the difference? Monsanto and CNN are basically the same thing. Monsanto's poisoning poisoning us with their food, and CNN's poisoning us with their content, right? You're poisoning your body with Monsanto, and you're poisoning your soul and your mind with CNN. And people largely left CNN alone for a while, and that is until Trump came along, and He shone some much needed light on the pervasive media, on this media industrial complex infecting America. And Americans can stand to eat less junk food and more whole foods. I said that at the beginning. We need to consume a lot less media. We need to spend a lot more time with friends and family. right? Quit watching the mainstream media. If it's on at the gym, if it's on at the airport or something, that's one thing. You might have to deal with it. But maybe even ask you know, the gym owner, hey, can I change the channel? Can I put it on something else? I don't want to watch the news, you know. Um, I once had a client that was afraid to lose weight because he was afraid to change. Sorry, take a drink of water. Um, He was afraid to change and essentially he thought something like, and I'm not quoting him verbatim necessarily, but I'm kind of paraphrasing. He basically said, if I'm not the fun fat guy, then who am I? And so he was stuck in this sort of mindset and he couldn't envision some third version of himself. He'd been the fun fat guy for so long that he was either the fun fat guy or he was no one, right? He couldn't picture himself being anyone else but the fun fat guy. And his size made him special. It made him unique. It made him who he is, but it was also making, making him miserable, right? He didn't like who he was, but at the same time he was liked for who he was and he was feeling miserable, physically miserable, tired, um, you know, out of breath, unable to get up the stairs, things like that. And, um, there was even some few, a few embarrassing moments, you know, in his life recently. And, um, we were just, you know, kind of texting back and forth and chatting back and forth about uh, just different issues and stuff he had, and how he's like, I basically I don't know who I'm gonna be if I lose all this weight, and I think we're in a similar place in America, and I, I feel like this has been a slow burn, but it's the the flames have been uh, have been out of control over the last year we're in a similar place in america in that we all sense we need to change but we're not entirely sure who we would become if we were to change right we're stuck in this left and right red and blue republican and democrat binary and we neglect all of the far right and the far left and the middle and you know the central right and the central left and the center we we sort of not pay attention to all those things and we just pay attention to the mainstream left and the mainstream right when there's different shades of those groups that are very prominent and very large groups of very large groups of people and that's the trouble with thinking in binaries thinking everything as ones and, ones and zeros this and that red and blue left and right republican democrat healthy or unhealthy That's the trouble with thinking in binaries. We know the possible endings when everything is this or that, right? Everything's going to be a one or a zero. Everything's going to be red or blue. Everything's going to be left or right. Either the good guy or the bad guy is going to win. Batman either defeats Joker or he doesn't. And we fail to realize that the ending of one thing might actually be the beginning of another thing. If one empire falls, another empire is going to rise in its place. The fun fat guy can become someone else. Batman can save Joker and even save Joker from himself from time to time, right? Batman can defeat Joker. There's been episodes, um, you know, I remember in the the Batman, the animated series when I was a kid, there was an episode where Batman actually saves Joker and there's a scene um, where joker kind of tells batman basically like you need me and we need each other you know think about the disney movies the lion king right from mufasa to scar to simba and that i think of that semi-sonic song every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end right from mufasa to scar to simba there's one empire another empire another empire but we fear change and i i get the sense that america is the happy fat guy trying to decide whether or not he really needs to lose a hundred pounds and he knows he does but he's afraid to make that leap he's afraid to fail he's afraid to become someone different because he doesn't know exactly who he is going to be I've been spending a lot of time paying more attention to politics than I should um, and I do pay attention to the mainstream media. I don't believe the mainstream media, there's a difference. I don't let the mainstream media affect me. I I basically assume whatever they say, the opposite is probably happening, right? Um, but I, I, I do consume a lot of political media and it's it's fun for me, it's interesting to me, it's exciting for me. Um, I know it's not necessarily good for me. It's, it's like pizza, you know? I I like it. I know it's not good for me, but I enjoy it from time to time. So I'm reading a lot of different um, political books right now, along with the Bible. Um, I'm going through a 90-day challenge in the Bible read the Bible for 90 days straight. Um, Different books, different chapters of the Bible. And I'm reading this book right now called The New Right. And I like a lot of it. Um, Some of them are kind of, you know... Indifferent to, and then some of them kind of like, ooh, I don't know about that. But I really do like a lot of it. And it's writ- written really well. It's entertaining. It's funny. Um, and it's very informative. You, you learn a lot about different um, political viewpoints and different political factions uh, within the more right leaning side of the country, right? And the author in that book, Michael Malice, he points out the difference between these phrases. He says, these United States and the United States. The former, these United States, it kind of indicates there are actual independent governments operating simultaneously from one another, right? They're they're sort of loosely intertwined, but they're part of a whole. In the other, the United States, it just kind of implies it's like a conglomerate of corporations, right? They, they appear to be separate, but they really, they're just, they have different facades. They have different storefronts. Think about Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're all owned by a company called Yum Brands. And they're basically copies of themselves, right? It's the same restaurants. They just serve different foods. You could walk into a Pizza Hut and walk into a Taco Bell. They're kind of the same restaurant. They just, one serves pizza, one serves, uh, what they call Mexican food. It's not really Mexican food, but they're owned by the same company. So I suppose my question is, are these United States only bound together because we have to be? As if we're different restaurants all owned by the same parent company, right? Are we afraid to to break out and start our own company because we don't know what it's going to look like and we don't know how to do it? And we're sort of in this wild west of ideas right now where you can say anything on social media and it can go viral or you can get banned, right? Um, We have literally, we have companies banning information right now. And it's, it's just wild. It's kind of the wild west right now of information. And that's true for diet and exercise too. There's so much information, disinformation, and misinformation out there. But I have a cautious optimism. I, I, wanna, I wanna be glass half full right now. Uh, glass maybe quarter of the way full. I'll be a little bit optimistic. A largely homogenous culture, is. it's this is gonna sound like I'm not being optimistic, but I am. A largely homogenous culture of mostly white people they fought a civil war over slavery, right? And ultimately, they also wrestled with ideas entrenched in states' rights, right? Let's be real, the Civil War was about slavery, but a lot of the government officials and the generals of the time, they wrestled with the idea of states' rights as well. You know, how do we how do we honor people's autonomy and their freedoms while maintaining slavery, but we can't really do that without using some of the strengths and the powers of the federal government to end it. So it was just this huge mess, right? But it was largely a homogenous culture that was killing each other, that was fighting a civil war over slavery. It was largely white men. And there were, there were you know black people that fought in the civil war, of course, there were all kinds of different races that fought in the civil war, but it was mostly white men. They fought a civil war, they wrestled with ideas. I have to wonder, can ideas like democracy, right, the voice of the people, we vote for you, uh, you represent us, and, and a unabashed multiculturalism really exist, really coexist, I should say. And one might easily ask, what is the collective voice of a melting pot without any nationalistic identity? How could a government possibly represent such a conglomerate of people, right? Any more than one company can own three different companies. And that's literally what's happening right now. We don't have a United States of America. We have United Companies of America, right? Everything in this country is bought and paid for, including the food that we eat, right? You think of General Mills and, Quaker and Kellogg's and Post and Kraft. These are huge companies. Heinz, right? Heinz, I mean, John Kerry is even involved in politics, right? Heinz is a huge food company. So what's the collective voice of a melting pot without any nationalistic identity? And I'm not suggesting, I'm not pushing for a homogenous culture, right? There's goods and bads with that, But that's one of the things that makes the United States unique is we are very diverse. We're not a homogenous culture. We're not like Scandinavian countries. We're not like Japan where everyone looks the same and everyone thinks the same and everyone acts the same, right? I like America. I like the multiculturalism. I like the conglomerate voices of the melting pot. But we're losing our nationalistic identity. But I'm cautiously optimistic because the same client of mine that I was talking about earlier, he made a decision to stick to a weight loss plan and become someone new and become someone better. And it wasn't easy, but he used it as an opportunity to reinvent himself. He was able to find that third option outside of the fun fat guy or some vague version of himself that he really didn't know or really didn't understand. And I don't think the founders of the United States nor the participants in the Civil War, I don't think they had internet, right? They didn't have access to the level of information that we have. They didn't have cars. They didn't have air conditioning. Uh, We do. We're given opportunities that much simpler what I would argue much wiser men could only dream about and yes I think the men that fought in the Civil War even the ones that lost were wiser than we are and I don't mean smarter I mean wiser I mean wiser in the sense that they were fighting for causes that were outside of themselves and some of them were wrong right? The ones that were fighting for causes outside of themselves to maintain slavery, they were wrong. Right. But I think there was still a fair amount of wisdom in their ethos. Um, not wisdom wanting to continue slavery, but again, just wisdom in their, I don't know the way they carried themselves or, or however you want to look at it. Um, people worry about america being free or america being communist america being left america being right america being healthy or unhealthy and that's one thing i've i've noticed about covid is one positive thing that's come out of it is a lot of people are taking their health and wellness a lot more seriously right we have a problem with junk food we have a problem with obesity we have a problem with lack of exercise in this country, and people are waking up, right, and they're they're becoming wise, and they're real, realizing I need to take better care of myself so I can be there for my family, so I can perform at my job, so I can be a functioning member of society, right? We're worried about being this or that, left or right, free or communist, healthy, unhealthy, when perhaps we're viewing an indi- an indicator of health as the indicator of health, right? Kind of like BMI. It's like, give me an answer. I need to have a number. I need to have, at least if we're communist, at least I'll know we're communist. If, if we're gonna be right-wing, at least I'll know we're gonna be right-wing, right? They just want an answer. They're not okay with some ambiguity. They're not okay with figuring it out. They're not okay with becoming someone new. And, w- and what I mean by America needs to lose weight is we need to lose the weight of not only the oppressive stranglehold that corporate media still has on us, because one, they do need ratings and they need us to watch them to exist, but they can also drum up ratings by creating the news in a sense, right? Because if you see something on CNN and you're kind of interested in it, you're gonna stop and watch it. Or if you're scrolling through on, on Twitter or Instagram, you're gonna stop and watch it, chances are, right? And they need that. They need that to exist. They need that to survive. So us doing that gives them life. And it's not necessarily impossible to stop it. We're getting close. We're getting cl- we're getting close. I was reading about a, an interesting concept called Kayfabe, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E, and uh, listened to a few different podcasts on it and did some reading about it, and it's a term that originated in professional wrestling, right? And it's essentially staging something that's fake as real. And sometimes it gets to a point where the audience knows it's fake, but it's entertaining. So it becomes real in a sense because it's real entertainment. Right? So you get absorbed in it and you start to like the characters and you start to see a face and you start to see a heel. And everybody in the show knows it's fake and the fans know it's fake, but there's sort of this unspoken agreement where we just kind of all just go with it, right? Because it's entertaining. That's CNN, that's Fox News, that's MSNBC. When I had this connection with this guy, with this man, and we were talking about his life. Right, and we were talking about how he didn't want to lose weight. He didn't want to lose fat because he didn't know who he would be outside of the fun fat guy. That's real life. That's whole food, right? That's good for your soul. That's good for your life. Arguing with random people on Twitter, um, on Facebook, whatever, that's junk food. Watching CNN, being absorbed by the media, that's junk food. And I know it because I do it, right? But I'm aware of it. This is for the people that aren't aware of it. For the people that are completely absorbed by junk, just stop and figure out who you want to be outside of that, right? You don't have to be the fun fat guy. You don't have to be the person that's retweeting CNN every hour or whatever, you know? sharing these stories. You don't have to be that person, you know, do it if you want to do it, but do it on your terms. And that's one thing I tell people. I mentioned pizza earlier. I talk about pizza a lot just because it's one of my favorite foods. And I tell people enjoy pizza, but enjoy pizza on your terms. Don't look at that pizza and label it as bad because then you're giving that pizza all that power right? And then if you eat it, you're going to be like, oh, I feel guilty. I eat pizza. Pizza's bad. It's like, no, it's just pizza. It just sits there being pizza. It's when you make it more than it is when it becomes a problem. And that's easier said than done, right? I'm not suggesting you can just snap your fingers and and get right out of that. But as soon as you put that label on it as good or bad, it becomes something else entirely, right? But you can't eat all pizza. You can't say, oh, it's good. I'll just eat it all the time because then you're going to get sick, right? too much pizza is a bad thing. No pizza, I would argue, is a bad thing because it's pizza and you should enjoy your life. You should enjoy pizza. And I think no pizza is a bad thing because it's very restrictive. You put yourself in that binary, that good or bad, that this or that mindset. Enjoy pizza, but enjoy it on your terms. Enjoy media, but enjoy it on your terms. So I do have a cautious optimism because I think More and more people are waking up. More and more people are taking better care of themselves. And I think the reason things seem so bad right now is I think a lot of these big corporations and these big conglomerate companies, these Yum Foods, these Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, uh, Kentucky Fried Chickens of the media, they realize they're about to go out of business, right? Right? They realize no one wants to consume them anymore. And the only ones that consume them are the ones making fun of them and making memes out of their news and, you know, um, trolling them on social media. That's it, right? That's all they got. That's all they got left. And if the trolls go away, if the, the drunk guy going in the Taco Bell at three o'clock in the morning, wakes up and realizes, hey, this is bad for me. If he goes away, those places close down. Those places don't exist, right? We need to wake up, take better care of ourselves. We need to lose weight physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I want to close with this. I came across this Twitter thread, and I'm not going to read all of it because it's pretty long, um, but it's by a man named Constantine Kissin, and I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong. Um, Constantine Kissin. Uh, K-O-N-S-T-A-N-I-N-K-I-S-N on Twitter. At Constantine Kissin. And there's this very long Twitter thread. And he goes on about um, hesitation to get the vaccine. And the whole thread is about the media. And he says, you know, there's people that are hesitant to get the vaccine. And you might wonder why. He says, you believe polls are broadly reflective of public opinion. You believe doctors and scientists are trustworthy and independent. You're a decent, reasonable person who follows the rules and trusts authority. Imagine your shock then when Brexit, if you can remember back that far, Brexit, was that four years ago, five years ago? When Brexit, which you were assured won't happen because it's a fringe movement led by racists for racists, happens. The polls which widely predicted it wouldn't happen, were completely wrong. The experts and media pundits who told you it wouldn't happen day after day are also wrong. Oh well, you say, these things happen. Imagine that soon after Donald Trump is running for president. You're told by your favorite media publications that he is going to lose. Some experts say his opponent has a 99% chance of winning. Imagine waking up on the morning of the election to discover that pollsters, media experts, and politicians you still trusted were wrong again. And now the racist monster they told you would never get near the White House is the leader of the free world. How did this happen, you ask yourself? How could all the people in charge of informing me be so wrong? It was the Russians, they tell you. The Russians did Brexit, and they got Trump elected too. Imagine that for the next three and a half years, you watch as the media and the political class run with the Russia collusion narrative. They tell you the how, when, and where. The dossiers, the whistleblowers, the peeing prostitutes. Imagine your desperation for things to make sense again. The Mueller Report is coming, and it will set you it will set your world straight. Evidence of foreign meddling in the 2016 election and Brexit is coming to save your unsettled mind. Imagine your shock then when you discover that Brexit and Trump had little to do with foreign meddling. The screaming about Russians and Brexit dies down as well. And it goes on and on and on. It talks about all these different things that happened in the media that were stories that weren't true. Uh, The Jesse Smollett story, you know, he was attacked by guys in MAGA hats. That wasn't true. Um, The Covington kids, the Covington Catholic school kids, that story wasn't true, right? It was true, but it was kayfabe. It was fake wrapped in real wrapped in fake or real wrapped in fake wrapped in real. Right, It really happened, but there was elements of it that the news took out to change it, to make it a different story. right? And everybody in the cathedral kind of knows it's fake, but we all just kind of accept it. The difference is where CNN were the only ones that had these multi-million dollar uh, broadcast vans with satellites right, and cameras and recording equipment. Now we have that we have that with our phones, our android phones and our and our iPhones. We have a whole news van, a whole broadcast van in our pocket. Right? So what's CNN and Fox News going to do? Cuz you can watch CNN and Fox News and they'll say this happened and I I I had this happen to me in real time. Right? I went to a one of the protests here in Phoenix uh, right after the election and I Wanted to go, right? I was curious. I wanted to see what it was like because I had been watching these live streams and I had been watching the news and the two didn't match. And I went and I watched it in real time. I watched a reporter lie. There was a reporter there. She was there. So I'm like, okay, I'll start following her on social media because she's surely she's going to live tweet about this event, right? And I was within 10 feet of her and she tweeted that somebody called her an ethnic slur It didn't happen. I even tweeted at her and said that didn't happen. I'm standing right next to you. And she said that the people counting the votes had to be escorted out by security and by police. And that didn't happen because there were barricades and they were on the other side of the fence, right? And they went out a side door. They didn't go out the loading dock. They went out a side door and they were already behind the fence and they kind of walked around the parking lot. So nobody yelled at them. There were a lot of people that didn't even see them leave because they were kind of away from the crowd. There were no police, there were no security. They walked out on their own, right? So this guy tweets about the Covington kids. He tweets about um, you know, how we're told all these stories, all these things are true. Um, how at the beginning of coronavirus, right, we were told that it wasn't okay to say it came from China and you had Nancy Pelosi dancing in Chinatown And now it's pretty much widely accepted that it came from China, right? Now it's pretty much widely accepted that the lab leak theory is is plausible now, at least. Before it was conspiracy theory, it was racist. So what changed, right? And they say, oh, well, the information changed, the data changed. Okay, well, then why did you say it was racist or it was incorrect or it was a conspiracy theory right at the beginning? If now the data changed, why wouldn't you say, well, we don't know anything about it yet, rather than... Definitively saying, no, that's wrong, or no, that's racist, or no, that's a conspiracy theory, when now it's plausible, right? We need to lose weight, clear your minds. And that's one of the things about losing weight, about losing fat, is it's good for your brain too, right? Obesity affects your organs. A lot of people don't realize that. That being overweight affects your mind, it affects your brain, it affects your liver, your kidneys, it affects so much stuff about your body. And being overweight and consuming too much media, same thing, it affects your soul, it affects your mind. It's a great Twitter thread. I will, uh, I'll try to put the link to it in the in the show notes. Um, it's long. It's going to take you a good probably 10, 15 minutes to read, but it's it's good stuff. Um It's really well done. And his point isn't not to get the vaccine. His point isn't whether it works or it doesn't. His point is you cannot blame people for being skeptical. You cannot blame people for not trusting the media because these same people are telling you that, no, this is safe. You can take it. If you don't, you'll be a second class citizen. That's why there's hesitancy to take it, right? it's very binary it's very us and them it's very red and blue it's very junk food health food we need to slow down we need to lose weight thanks for listening thanks for watching I wanted to mention at the end uh, here again I do have a patreon I post these episodes on patreon and um, if you become a patron you can get some bonus content get some goodies sent to you some t-shirts Um, sent to you depending on the level of patron you become. Um, I do have some links to PayPal on my website. I'm thinking about taking that off of there. And I do have the Cash App um, link in my Twitter bio, which I might link to that too. Um, Put that in the show notes. That way, if you enjoy this content, you can send me a few bucks. just to buy me a cup of coffee basically and keep the lights on when i do this podcast you know i have to pay to um host it and uh, pay for some editing software and stuff like that so uh, it does cost me money to put it out there i don't charge for it but if you listen to it and you enjoy it you watch me on youtube or listen to me on google podcasts or apple podcasts um, you can find me on twitter my Twitter handle is at Colin Brown 85 at C O L L I N B R O W N 85. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well uh under the same handle. I think I have an underscore somewhere there, somewhere in there in uh Instagram, I don't know, but you can find me. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.